Hello, friends. This is Ashley Daily Encouragement. I hope you guys are having a good week, a good month so far. By the time this episode drops, I believe it'll be December 3rd. Time is flying. Oh, my goodness. So, we're going to jump right in to the episode today. We're going to be talking about growing in our understanding of other people. And that provoked, that was provoked from yesterday. You know, I was talking about our ability to grow in our understanding, period. God says that people will die for lack of understanding. People die for lack of knowledge. So we got to be able to understand, you know, these things in the context of our lives. And yesterday I mentioned how we need to grow in our understanding in terms of how, who God is to us in our life understanding who he is in the context of our lives, who he is in the context of everything, right? How he is in, in regards to our sin, to the thing, to even, to, you know, to who we are in our, who we are in every aspect of our life, knowing who he is in relationship to that. And also understanding the outcomes of our life and how that they were produced. So understanding the thought processes that you had that led to certain results in your life, whether they're good or bad, right? I mean, it's it's good to know what we don't want in life, but it's even better to know what we want. And the good thing about knowing what you don't want is you've already kind of traveled that road. You've already hit that dead end. And so, you know, by God's grace, by you allowing him to confront your thinking that way, you're not going to keep making the same crappy mistakes over and over again, right? You're going to grow and move forward and make progress and advance God's kingdom in the way that only you can. Okay. And the other thing I was thinking really quick too, is we're going to see God's role in helping us, you know, redeem our bad decision too. So that's the other thing we get to grow in understanding, which kind of ties in with what I said just a few minutes ago. So you guys, when, when this happens, okay which is all going to happen in the context of your life. You guys, we got to, we got to see God for who he is in the everyday, right? Not just, you know, off in heaven somewhere, you know, you go see him on Sundays kind of thing, but you know, really seeing him as the redeemer of your life, God pulling you out of the holes that you find yourself in his grace, meeting your shame, right? Just smack in the face with it. And through that process, he shows you, you know, who he is, who you are and what you both can do together as you seek him with all of your heart and give full access of your life to him. All right. Now this is where relationships come in. Okay. Because as I said, we only experience God in the context of having a relationship with him and everything that we go through and the things we need God to redeem us from and the crappy outcomes that we've had in life all also are tied to the relationships that we have in life. Okay. Relationships create function and dysfunction. And I say it over and over again, because as I reflected on that, I've seen that truth in my life, you know, the the environment I grew up in, how that impacted me, the people that, you know, uh, I hang around with and how they impact my life and all that kind of thing. Right. So we are a product of the relationships that we keep in life. Okay. And sometimes the relationships that we have, we, we don't realize how they're impacting us if we're not aware or how we are impacting them. Okay. So Let's, let me back up a little bit. So how do relationships create function and dysfunction? Right? Well, number one, we're not all knowing. Because we're not all knowing, we're going to be limited in our ability to, you know, maybe carry out a good outcome that we want in life because you don't have all the information. As I was t- talking yesterday, I think it was yesterday, Adam and Eve, when they were born in the garden, just because they had mature parts to make babies, does not mean that they had the 
knowledge, wisdom, and understanding that God had to be able to rule and subdue and carry out things the way he wanted them to. God was still giving them tasks to learn. He was still teaching them, right? We were made to be under his authority, you know, to be in submission to him. Okay, Lord, you download and you teach me everything I need to know so I can do what you want me to do because I really don't know anything else. You created me, so I'm I'm expecting you to empower me and give me what I need to do the tasks that you've given to me, right? So, but we have to get that from him first, right? We got to have that connection. We have to understand who he is. And you also have to realize that because of your, your limitedness in that way, you know, you can do things um, that will hurt other people and not even realize it, you guys. We're not, and that's, that's the second point. We're not aware of how we are being at times and how that is impacting our life. Okay. And this is the, this is going to take the grace of God, right? Think of all the shame, the guilt, and the condemnation that the enemy uses, right? How he can use it, um, use your lack against you as you acknowledge these things about yourself. All, you know, you can, okay, yeah, I'm not all knowing and there's nothing wrong with that. However, it's when you become aware of how you not being all knowing has impacted you negatively and other people negatively and you weren't even aware of it and then you get that shame that guilt that condemnation and then all of a sudden you know the enemy can use that against you the very thing that god gave you as a gift right you're not all knowing right you're that's that's for you to be able to come underneath of him and you how you need his grace it can be used against you and so now you sit there and you get stuck in this cycle okay and but god he uses it for us, right? As I was just saying, God God uses our lack to keep us humble, but then the enemy uses our lack to keep us down. You know, humble and humble before the Lord in a sense of we're depending upon him, but we're also open to him in that way, right? We don't hide from God when we realize the things about ourselves and um, other people that are, are, aren't helpful, right? We don't... Uh, when you're in a relationship with Christ, you realize that there is no, there's no blame, shame, condemnation. It's not going to get in your way of the plans that God has. So anyway, let's, let's get back to lack. It's a double-edged sword. Okay. It can keep us humble before God. And if we are not taking full responsibility for how we are being, we can unintentionally hurt those we love by it. The lack that God has given to you, in a sense, the fact that he created you not all-knowing, that can be, if if in the wrong hands, that can be a tool used against you, right? And that's where the enemy comes in, and he seeks, kills, and, you know, steals, seeks to steal, kill, and destroy the very thing that is a gift to us from the Lord, our lack, right? Our lack in a sense of we're not born all-knowing, we're dependent upon him, we can receive his grace, receive his wisdom, receive his revelation, have that sense of okay cool I don't have to do all this on my own I've got an all-knowing God you know with me and in me to empower me to do the things that he's given me to do right now here's the other thing okay as we are in relationships with each other and we realize our lack we realize the way we the ways we've hurt each other unintentionally okay I don't know anybody who wakes up and says, I want to destroy my relationships today. I mean, come on, let's give each other a little bit of grace with that. I don't think anybody wakes up and says, I want to destroy my life. I want to destroy the lives of other people. I want to make really crappy decisions. I want to have a really bad day and I want everything to suck. I don't think anybody wakes up and says that. 
okay? It's just really, they're just unaware of certain things. Now, as I was saying before, because we're relational beings uh, and function and dysfunction is created in relationship, and now you're aware of your lack, you're aware of someone else's lack, okay? Now there's this dynamic of confessed lack, sin, failures, shortcomings are to be confessed for the sake of that person praying and being healed, okay? Our lack in the Christian community is never to be used to steal, kill, and destroy. That is what the enemy does and wants us to do with it when we become aware of such knowledge, right? So as you are aware of who you are and the things that you have done, we're supposed to pray for each other so that we'll be healed, right? We're supposed to confess those things to each other and then pray for each other so that we'll be healed. Now, sometimes we can find ourselves, but here's some caution I, I need, we need to take with this, okay? If you yourself are not under the grace of God, okay, don't try to do this without it. Grace from God is like, is like a neutralizer to the pain of sin. It's like when someone confesses something to you that was really difficult. If you're not in the right state of mind, you could use that against them. Okay. It's like a spouse, you know, being super honest about, you know, uh, maybe they had messed around on you. Okay. And as painful as that could be, if that person is not under the grace of God at that moment, if they're not ready to hear that, I guess, then what God had meant for good, right? The confession of something for the sake of praying and being healed, now all of a sudden can be used as a weapon in that relationship, right? And it, you guys, this is a hard thing because it really makes you understand the heart of God in the way of, wow. And I was thinking about this this morning. When somebody confesses their sin to you, how does that make you feel at first, right? You can feel the weight of it and you can feel the pain of that, right? God felt all of that, yo. That is exactly what put Jesus on the cross. But now we've got this, uh, what would you say? What's that word? <laughs> uh, like when you're in the hospital and they're going to give you something to numb you or they go to the dentist, right? That numbing agent. I can't think of the word, you guys. I'm really bad with that. But now we have this grace that will sort of numb us to the pain, not in a, like a, not in a way of like ignorance and people not growing and developing, maturing, and obviously taking, you know, not numbing where I'm going to be, uh, I'm not going to be aware of that. And I'm just going to, you know, I'm not going to expect anybody to have, you know, good fruit and repentance. That's completely different. You guys, we're not talking about that. You know, if, if somebody confesses their sin to you, I'm pretty God that they're, that they're ready to you know, change their thinking and, and have a better outcome in that relationship and things to be healed, right? You don't continually do something over and over again. What does it say? Uh, you know, um, you forgive, what is it? It's, I think it's in Proverbs that um, you forgive your friend or whatever, but whoever repeats the matter separates close friends, right? So you don't be ignorant and, and keep doing that crap. I'm just saying the grace to, to receive it, right? So that So that person can be healed. But like I said, God's grace is the only neutralizer to the pain of sin. We got to have this grace inside of ourselves from God through the confession of our own sin and lack and open our hearts to only what God can give. Okay? If if you're full of grace, you can give it. If you're not, 
you will get wounded and the enemy will use it as a, a wall between you and the person who confessed your sin to you or you confess to them. We need to cultivate God's grace and truth and time within ourselves and then give it to each other. Okay. So that way we can actually do what God tells us to do in the body. But you guys, if you don't have God's grace inside of you, if you are not allowing yourself to be in that place where you can confess fully to God, the mindsets that you're in at times, maybe you've lost your joy and you don't want to tell God that you've lost it. Right. Who knows? I don't know what it is. Whatever separates you from him. I don't care what it is. You've got to be able to bring that into him so he can give you what you need and you can give that to other people and what they need. God's people are God's grace in its various forms, right? We all have his grace in our lives through different areas, different experiences that have, that really what makes it pretty unique because we all have different backgrounds. And like I said, you know, different things have happened to us. So the Lord is able to talk to you and, and, and heal you in a way and give you a perspective healing perspective that only you have and same thing with me and we can give that to each other right that's a beautiful thing but if you don't have the grace of god in your heart and when someone comes to you with some really hard stuff you're you're gonna be wounded and it's not gonna be a blessing and you're gonna have some problems so if you don't get this grace inside of you um you're gonna have you're even gonna have a super toxic environment and you're just gonna continue to perpetuate the sin and the things that this person is maybe confessing to, to be healed, right? And so both people have to be ready for that. So whoever is out there, you know, especially if you're a ch- in a church and you're in leadership and, you know, you are expecting people to do these things, you better be trustworthy in that way of having grace in your heart for when these people are coming to you and they're talking to you about, you know, their sin and they're confessing these things. Don't be so freaking shocked by certain things that people are going to confess. You know, You know what I mean? Don't be shocked that, you know, people sin and that that was exactly why God came. Don't be shocked by the grace that you need and that they need. Why are we so surprised when certain people talk about certain things in the church, right? Oh my God, I can't believe they did that. What do you mean you can't believe they did that? Like what world are you living in, right? What, what, are, you, what are you expecting? But if you don't see it in your own heart first, you can't give that to somebody else. In the environment you're trying to cultivate, where we're going to heal the world, we're going to be Jesus to the people, you're not going to get that. You're going to get a bunch of people that are super bitter, destroying each other with the knowledge of the sins that they have. Oh, I know about you. I know what you do, right? And then you can just crush people underneath the weight of that. And you guys, we need people who are filled with God's grace in their own humility within themselves, like acknowledging themselves. Wow. You know what, Lord? I know the shame you've redeemed me out of. I know the guilt you've taken me out of. Actually, God doesn't really take us out of guilt. Guilt is to help us remind us of our values and things we want to move forward. We actually need guilt to make progress in life. So when we know that we are transgressing against the person we want to become, right? We want to be made in the image of God more and more. We want to be utilized. We want to make progress. So when you're not on that track, you got to have a signal to know. So guilt isn't a bad thing. But as far as shame and condemnation, those things will absolutely destroy you. And if you don't have this in your heart, you're going to you're going to destroy other people. Okay? So Let's talk about five mindsets that will help you become more effective in your relationships with people. And these are the five things. These are the five mindsets, you guys, that I'm growing and developing in myself. I'm not sharing anything with you that I'm not doing myself, you guys. I'm not going to roll like that. What what do I really have to give you if I'm not even walking through it myself? You know what I'm saying? I got to be willing to do this hard truth myself, you guys. And I promise you, I promise you that I am going through those things right now, you know? And so... 
um, I'm just sharing with you not only tips, but I'm sharing my life with you guys. You know, these are things I'm learning right now, you know? And so I hope that you are encouraged and I hope that, you know, you will let take these things to heart because, uh, you know, we all have to live with each other, right? Until the Lord comes. And so we gotta, we gotta learn some different mindsets and things we can take on to be able to do, do the task the Lord's called us to do, to be the body of Christ, to influence the world for the sake of, of the kingdom, right? So we can save people just like us that are out there. You know, we weren't always in Christ. Now we are, now we're awake, now we're woke, right? And now we can uh, tell our stories to other people, like looking at yourself in the mirror. You ever see somebody before and you're like, wow, I've been there, I've done that. You know, but now you have you have the the authority and you have the, the power and you have the testimony and you have the words to articulate to this person what God has done inside of you so they can get out of that hole. That is our responsibility, you guys. That is what God wants us to do. But if you aren't getting out the hole yourself, you can't help anybody else get out of the hole. You guys, God has helped me out of the hole that I found myself in. Many of them, by the way. And that is why I share these things with you guys. So number one, let's just get to this. What are five mindsets you can take? Number one, there's no such thing as bad intentions. And you're thinking, Ashley, you know what? I'm turning this podcast off right now. This is so stupid. I can't even believe you just said that. Okay, listen, listen to me. (laughs) Do you want to be judged as having bad intentions in every encounter that you have with people that you've never met? Do you want to walk into a church or walk into anything in life? I don't care where you're going. Walk out the front door. Go interact with the world. Go to the library. Go to the store. Go to the doctor's office. Go to work. Go to church wherever you find people, people you've never met. Do you want them to assume that you have bad intentions and you've never even met them? How does that feel when someone assumes that, you know, you're just full of crap and you don't know what you're talking about and they just write you off and they just looked at you, right? Come on, you guys. We don't want, we, God says treat people the way you want to be treated. I don't want people to assume that I have bad intentions. So you know what I'm going to do when I first meet you? I'm going to assume that you don't have any bad intentions towards me. I'm going to give you an opportunity. And so that is one thing we can do, you guys. There's no bad intentions. Like I said earlier, nobody wakes up and says, I want to screw my life up today. Come on, do you do that? Do you wake up and say, I want to screw my life up today and screw everybody else's life up? Or is it sometimes you're just in a lot of pain and you're so distracted on your pain and so stressed that you end up do hurting people and you don't even realize what the hell you're doing, right? Like my parents... They, they don't realize the, the magnitude of pain that they caused in me and my siblings' lives for their being alcoholics and all that kind of stuff. They don't know it because they ain't here. They're dead, right? We got to recover our lives now as adults. We got to take full responsibility and say, yeah, that's what happened. But Lord, by your grace, I can recover from this because there's millions of people out there who've been through this and even worse. And I can't even imagine, you know, because I thought I had it pretty bad. I can only imagine what other people have gone through, Right. And like I said, you know, did did my parents intend that? Did they wake up and say, I'm going to destroy my kids' life with my addiction? Nope. As I've shared with you guys in other podcast episodes, I knew the heart of what was going on with them. You know, I knew the dynamic. I knew the stress. I had so much grace for them because of that. Right? So being able to understand what you need so you can give to other people. Okay? So let's just assume that nobody has bad intentions, especially when you first meet them. If it's a complete stranger. Now, if this is a person you've been in a relationship with, Uh, Maybe it's just time to set some boundaries, but that's another podcast, okay? Um, Start having some wisdom and discernment to how that person's impacting you. Again, if they're not taking full responsibility, if you confront them, because Jesus says, hey, if you're having some problems with your brother, just go to him and say, hey, what's what's cracking, bro? Hey, you know, let's let's work on this issue. If they're not willing to do that, then you gotta you gotta set some boundaries with that. 
but I'm talking about people you've never met. I'm talking about people out there that, you know, that might have what you need and they have what you need and you guys can build each other up. But if you assume that everyone has bad intentions and that they're super judgmental, you're not going to receive the gift that they have for you. All right. Number two, your past doesn't equal your future. I love that. You guys, I'm living proof of that. And I can guarantee there's so many out there that's listening to this podcast who are proof of that. Look at your life and your past. And if your life is any better than it was, you already know you're not a product of it, right? Your past doesn't equal your future. It can't. Thank you, God, it can't. Can you imagine if my past would equal my future? You know, oh, your lot is just being an alcoholic, Ashley, and die when you're 46 years old. Lord have mercy. No, guess what? We got free will. We got a will to choose. You know, we may have those dispositions to those things, right? I mean, that's how sin is passed down. But by God's grace, I can look at it and say, you know what, Lord, I can acknowledge that. I can acknowledge that my parents were alcoholics and that, you know, my those, there was abuse and all these things going on. But Lord, give me a new perspective. How do I, how do I live to have life? What do I need? What can I learn from my parents' life? You know, as I shared with you before, my dad told me, Ashley, no one ever taught me how to deal with stress. And the biggest thing I've heard and read about addiction, you guys, because I've, I've read a couple books about alcoholism and codependency, because that's, that's, that's my, that's my history. You know what I mean? And so it's, it's good to be aware of the different dynamics that your family might struggle with just to understand people. Right. And so just reading these books and realizing that the biggest problem anybody has with addiction is they don't know how to deal with their emotions. Right. And, and this is, this is a little, this is something I can struggle with at times. I was sharing with my friend yesterday. We've been doing this 21 day challenge and, uh, you know, no sugar for 21 days, no candy bars, no cakes, no, nothing like that. You know, no chocolate. And when I'm feeling stressed, you know what I do? I go to a bag of candy. I really do you guys. And I'm like, wow, Ashley, here you are again, trying to solve an emotional problem with a physical thing. And I'm like, oh Lord, help me to be over, help me to not be in bondage to this, but it's the same dynamic, right? So whatever you're struggling with like that, uh, it's an emotional thing. Anyway, I massively digress. You guys, your past doesn't equal your future. <laughs> Thank you, God, by his grace, we can look for new opportunities. We can look for new perspectives. We can learn from those things. We can see how they shaped us, right? You can see how it formed you, but you don't have to live in that. You can say, okay, Lord, I got some wisdom from the past. How do I, use, how do I leverage these things for the future? Right? Okay. Number three, no one is broken. I love that. I love that because what I mean by that is you don't look at somebody and just, oh, they're broken. Like they can't be, you know, like they're permanently stuck there, right? If you have the mindset that somebody's broken, then there's no hope for change, right? Now in, now in Christ, obviously we need forgiveness and grace, right? I mean, we can't handle, we can't handle the pain of our own sin. We can't handle the pain of other people's sin. God couldn't handle it. That's why he took care of it though. He took full responsibility for the things that were hurting him. That's why he, that's why Jesus was on the cross. So we can take full responsibility for the things that are hurting us and hurt other people. And his grace will give us what we need to think about it differently. So we can grow. And so looking at someone, no one is broken, not looking at them like they're a victim. All right. No one wants to be looked at as a victim and no, and we shouldn't walk, walk around like we're victims because we're not victims. You guys, we're not stuck where we're at to say that is to say that it's cheap in God's grace. That it doesn't do anything. There's no, you know, it doesn't have an impact, right? Come on, you guys, seriously, we got to get, we got to crack our hearts wide open with this stuff. There's people out there who need it. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I get on my little rants, you guys, I can't help it, but no one is broken. Okay. 
Look at people as the, okay, they have the ability to respond. They are response able. You guys know how long it took me to learn that? I told you in other podcasts, I was freaking the queen of I'll try to fix you only because I learned that as a child. I was trying to fix my mom and dad so I could have a better life. So now I have to reprogram myself and I have to say, you know what? People are able to respond. People can make decisions, right? And, and, and understanding that just for my sake, because that's what I want. Okay. Number four, everything is achievable. I love that. You guys, I was listening to, um, this, uh, audio book and, uh, it's about money mindset. I don't know about you guys, but the world we live in these days, if we don't have a good money mindset and figure out how to get our crap together this way, we're going to be screwed, right? I mean, come on. I don't need to get into this conversation too much, but God says, what good is the money in the hand of a fool since he desires not wisdom? Okay. So I'm like, Lord, give me wisdom on finances. You know, who doesn't, who does not, who is not impacted by money in their life? Come on, let's have this conversation right quick. Okay. Everything is achievable. So in the context of money, right, everybody can change your financial situation. And he was talking about, you know, all these people that are poor and they're like, you know, he goes, how is it that they have all these stories of people going from rags to riches, right? These people that came from lives like mine. Come on, you guys. Have you ever heard these stories? Please, God, tell me you have. Give yourself some hope, okay? They got all these stories of these people who have struggled and now now they have a completely different life, completely different mindset. He goes, that should give you hope that things can change, right? And I, I think to myself, that is so true. And why are people not, you know jumping onto that and the things that they have to offer us, right? Who wants to be broke their whole life or poor or whatever, right? Especially when you live in this country, we have so many opportunities to advance our lives in that way. You know, when you have more money, you have more opportunity for experiences, right? And to, to be able to do more things, why not learn how to make it better for yourself? We, you guys, can you change the, the price of food? Is the cost of food rising? Yes or no? Yes or no, fam? What about the cost of utilities, right? Come on, it's winter time. You know your power bill is about to go up. Do you get to control that? Hmm? How's that going for you? I have no control over that. You know, what about the cost of uh, gas prices? Hmm. Come on. So what do we need to do? Are we going to sit there and whine and complain about it? I mean, come on. I, I vote and I do all that kind of stuff. They, they don't always listen, you guys. No joke. I mean, you call some of these people sometimes and they say, well, I don't support that like really you weren't hired to support your opinion and your perspective like that's cool but you're here to kind of like communicate my thoughts to other people like wow okay nice so the point is is if you don't start changing your life and what's going on with it guess what you're gonna be, you will be a victim to other people's bad decisions okay so if you want to make things different you you can change things you guys there's people out there there's god's grace in its various forms that there are people out there who have what you need in every area of your life that can give you the wisdom that god has given to them you can be blessed by it you can advance your life we have no excuses you guys especially over here in the country we are in we have so many liberties at, that we have access to it's crazy we have no excuse okay and last but not least empowerment okay what is empowerment empowerment is really the, the summation of everything i just said taking full responsibility for your life Right. Going back to taking full responsibility for you, how you understand people, taking full responsibility for your lack and how, you, how it hurts other people. Right. Taking full responsibility for the grace that you need in your heart and be able to give to other people. So when they confess their sins to you, you're not going to beat them over the head or you're not going to destroy someone who's already feeling destroyed by the things that they've done. 
right? Because you understand God's grace in your heart. We're not saying it's a license to sin. Come on, you guys, that's immature. We're saying that there's things that happen with people that are unintentional. They have their own needs. They do things that they, you know, you wake up and you're like, wow, how did I even end up here? Okay. We got to be able to at least give that to one another. And then, you know, ask God to give us the wisdom to produce a better outcome in our life. So we don't keep beating our head against the wall. Usually when you confess sin, it's because it sucks and you're not happy about your life. Right. So when you confess that, God will give you a new perspective so you can do something that you're happy about and you can share that with other people. That's amazing. That's empowerment. Okay. Empowered to, you know, uh, just like I said, take full responsibility for everything in your life. That is, that's the last thing. That's number five. That's a mindset you can take. Empowerment. Empower, empowerment that, hey, you know what? I have the ability to take full responsibility for my life as do they, right? You empower people like, hey, I know you're capable. I know you can do it. I know you're not broken. I know you don't have all these bad intentions, right? I know that your past doesn't equal your future. I know everything's achievable. You guys, that is an amazing mindset to have, you guys. And I seek to be that person for you and for other people in my life. And I hope you guys will take these five mindsets to heart. I know it's been a super long podcast, but I, ho- I hope you guys were encouraged. Check me out on social media, Food for Thought Friday, Ashley Campbell. Um, it's all on Facebook, you guys. The link's in the description. We also got Soul Food Sunday on YouTube with my husband, Scott, where he just gets on there and he shares with you guys the things he's talking to us about in our little home church and just the things that the Lord is showing him and and his perspective, you guys. I promise you'll be blessed um, if you listen to Scott. And so, yeah, you guys check me out on Instagram. I think it's Daily Encouragement Ashley. That's the only one they had. So find me on Instagram, you guys. We can connect on there. Subscribe to this podcast. Share it with your friends. Rate it on all the platforms. The more you guys do that, the more it says, hey, check this out. You guys, that is my heart. I want to share my heart. I want to encourage and empower other people's lives, but I can't do it on my own because if you guys aren't sharing this stuff, it's only going to go so far. So if it's impacting you, you guys can make an impact just by sharing it with other people. If you value making an impact and you value empowerment, share this. Have an awesome rest of the day, you guys. I'll see you next time.